0: Because every day you're actually like the numbers and the strategy and the systems you use and, biz, you know, biz dev and lead gen and the, t- the tools you're going to use, like that's all actually really straightforward. But how you choose to walk that walk, how you handle the no's, how you handle the hard days, how you handle the stress of the launch, how you handle things, really what they're teaching you is about you. And a spiritual journey is actually about you and your relationship with you and whatever it is that you believe. So that's why I say that if you've chosen this path, you have chosen a spiritual journey because the thing you will be confronted with the most is yourself. Welcome to the Online
1: Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast, episode 53. Today, I get to speak with Sally Arias, founder of The Grown Ass Business. She has created simple frameworks and systems to address gaps most businesses ignore and teaches entrepreneurs how to build foundations over obstacles and come over programs profitable and thriving. She is here to empower creative entrepreneurs to stop flying by the seat of their pants with her unique no-templates approach to mastering the fundamental building blocks, systems, and strategies that transform them into world-class seven-figure CEOs who truly are a cut above. She holds two BAs, an MBA in global management, and is a certified mindset coach. While working towards a PhD in theology, she uncovered her true calling, which was to use her 25 plus years in business to guide entrepreneurs towards healthy business and the life they deserve. Today's conversation is a good one. I just love talking to people that have a calming presence and Aselli absolutely has that on top of all of that great goodness is just a, a really great human. She brings this knowledge base that is very recognizable right away and she presents it in an understandable way. We get into how she leveraged her voice to build her business and brand in the beginning Um, What held her back and how she overcomes that now with a really unique approach to uh, business that we can all take and implement in our businesses right away. We get into her belief that entrepreneurship is a spiritual journey and what to do when you get the nose in business and how to turn that into a learning experience and to be able to grow and move forward from those times in in life and in business that just seem to be a low but she flips the script and I love looking at life and looking at business in this respect so help me welcome Sully to the show today welcome to the show Sully I'm so excited that you could take some time and join me today
0: You're very welcome I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited to know we have all these like cool people in common so Yes, I'm really happy. Right. This online world is big, but yet it's small. It's kind of like when you start traveling, right? Strangely small. Yes. Yes.
1: I love starting out my conversations with how have you leveraged your voice to build your business and brand? And maybe it's looked different from where you started to where you are now. It's all part of a journey and evolution. Can you take us on a bit of that uh, journey?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I'm going to give a very human answer. I think that when I, so my background is I've run a lot of businesses. I've been a founder, but even when I was a founder, it was for a fashion line. So I always played backseat to my designs and my models and like the, the women in the photos and the women kind of representing my clothing. And then I, went into operations and I've been a COO and I've been in corporate sales. So I always played a background voice to businesses. And I love that space, by the way. And I loved being a COO and I love growing teams and training teams. Like I love all these things and I love all the things I've learned from those roles. And for me, when it was time to move into creating my own frameworks and trainings, because I saw a need and I wanted to do it, my way and not under someone else's rules, I was like, oh, now I have to be the face of something. (laughs) Oh, I have to actually like make content and be me. And it's about me. And it's not about some brand or some other company that I love and support. And it was really, you know, people always say like, oh my God, I love your content. You're so yourself. Like, I feel like I know you. And it was really, really tough at first. And I definitely felt frozen for a while about how to be and who to be. And I very early on, I used to make content for a company that I ran and my my, uh, production assistant and I became, he is still a very dear friend and he's an amazing producer and film producer. And somehow we came up with a joke that I, I need to not overthink things and over strategize and over plan. And I just have a one take rule you know, we were like kind of joking about this. Like I will just do things in like one take because he and I were, we were always producing all this content for this company. And, you know, the founder had to do things a million times to look perfect. And it was like tedious. And I was like, one day if I ever have to make content, I'm going to make a one take rule. And so when I started having to make content and put myself out there, I was like, oh yeah, the one take rule. And that's more about not me being a snarky jerk. It's more about me not letting myself get obsessive or become a perfectionist or and just let be like whatever be, be, let it be, right? And so I I literally started doing that just to kind of get over the nerves of putting myself out there. Like I literally would film something once or write something once and not over edit it and I would just put it out there because that was my way of getting over the nerves and then the uncomfortableness of putting myself out there. And then that kind of became my shtick. People don't actually know this now, so now you know. I still live by the one-take rule. So every time you see a story or a reel (laughs) or even a LinkedIn post of mine, I mean, I literally am like, thought bubble came into my head. I'm gonna write something or I'm gonna video it and I may look like crap today and it's going up anyway. And I think what's been cool about that is that it has allowed for my personality to come out and my uniqueness to come out. So I was just talking to somebody earlier who I've met in per- uh, someone who was a client of mine in, in a recent program I led and I met her in person here in Europe and she was like, "You know what's really fascinating about meeting you in person is that I didn't know what you were going to be like and and now being around you in person, like you are literally exactly like I feel like I know you." I feel like I already know you and I've known you for a long time. And I was like, uh, yeah, you you do know me. <laughs> what do you mean? You feel like you know me. You know me. You've experienced me in eight weeks of leading a program. You experience me. That's me. Mm-hmm. How I show up and like the goofy things I say or the serious things I say, that's literally me. So that was kind of like a trick that I used to get over the nerves and it's become how I just show up as myself, if that makes sense. I hope yeah. that's a helpful answer.
1: Absolutely. And I think there's so many pieces in there that everybody can relate to. So the first piece that I wanted to bring up was how you were behind the scenes for a better part of your career. And I think a lot I mean, of us like can relate years. to that. Right? A lot <laughs> of us can relate to that. That was mine as well. If the projects were running well, I wasn't definitely in the forefront. You know, it, it the project succeeded if everybody else was in the limelight and not me, like helping organize it in the background. So it has been difficult for me as well to be able to be in the forefront. The other piece of you know, your personality shining through, I almost wonder too, the one take rule and the personality thing, if there's a piece of, I would love to know, are there days that you are on with developing content and days that you've tried the one take rule and it just doesn't work? Because I love that concept. Just for an example, yesterday, I was trying to record a short video clip uh, for someone else's podcast, and I was just having a bad day. It was an off day, personally. I knew the content. I knew what to say, but I literally tried filming it like mm. five times, and then I just stopped. I We've just stopped, there. <laughs> walked away, and <laughs> went, yeah. it's not happening today. So, you know, are there just days where your creativity just flows, where it's a little bit more natural to be in front of the recording device or the pen or, you know what I mean? Like, how has that worked?
0: Yes, absolutely. I think there have been days where I really just couldn't get the words to flow out. You know, Mm -hmm. those days where you're like, words aren't coming out of your mouth quite correctly. (laughs) Like, I, I normally can speak English, I promise. So... That has definitely happened. And I actually remember a time that this happened. I wanted to do a commentary on lucky girl syndrome and what that actually is from the neuroscience mindset perspective. And I tried to film it and it just didn't work. And I just walked, mm-hmm. I let myself drop it and walk away. And I still to this day haven't done it. And sometimes what I do is when I have a great idea, I may have, you probably, if you've looked at any in my content, you've probably seen this. I will be in my pajamas, in my like, nerdy glasses bun on the top of my head I'm like I have to say this I have to get it out I'm getting it out and that's literally like I'm in my pjs right now but I just have to get this out because I know that if I start my day and start doing things I'm already not having a camera day anyway right and if I know if I get into the flow of my work it's not going to be as authentic and fresh as it is right now Mm -hmm. and so I'm just going to record this moment so I do that and then of course I love this idea of of batching, but I am more of a in the moment inspiration person, so yeah. I do write notes i I always tell everybody all of my content comes from conversations with clients and leads and in community with Perfect. others. yeah so every time I'm on a call, I write notes, and if those are things that I can later elaborate on or make content on, I will try to batch some things on a Saturday mm-hmm. or Sunday. yeah, and on those days it's a little bit of a mindset exercise of it doesn't really, if I've made the decision that I'm going to do it and get it done, I get it done. Right? And it doesn't matter how I feel. Yeah. But those, those kind of fun ones, the really fun ones, which are like in the moment inspiration. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in a pool right now. Oh, this would be really funny. Oh, let me prop my camera on this towel and see if I can uh, get it to work. And, and sometimes those are, those are the most fun for me for sure.
1: I think that's, awesome and I need to do a better job of that because some of my favorite podcasts that I've been listening to right now they have more of a structured you know one that I learn from on like let's say Tuesdays and then on Fridays they're starting these like behind the scenes 10 minute off the cuff conversations with their spouse or with their partner and and it's so fun to listen to those unstructured just go with the flow conversations because you their personality just really shines. And I think it's really important for your audience to to actually really see you relax and in a different like sphere of just learn, 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 personal development, learn, 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 or whatever we're teaching them, whatever our framework is. So I think that's super cool that you've already done that. I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that. It's hard to let that perfectionism side of me go. I can yeah. definitely hop on an audio recording and do it. And so I think I need to start there. But I love that you do that because I think it's really resonating with the people that are in your world. So that's super cool.
0: Yeah, I do think it's funny when people are like, oh, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, that's because you actually do. That's awesome.
1: That's (laughs) That's the best because
0: you do. Like, do I call fake husband, fake husband in real life? Yes, I do. (laughs) Do I call him fake husband in public and in dinners with other people? Yes, I do. Probably. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, um, it's not something I made. People are like, oh my God, you're so funny. You made up the funniest thing for Instagram. I'm like, oh, I didn't make that up. No, that's, that's just that's just, that's just my who life. you
1: are. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think that's important for people to hear and how we share our voices and amplify our stories. It's different for everybody and our personalities do reflect how we show up and it's okay to, you know, take small steps and to Lean into that a little bit more, and whatever way makes sense for us. So yeah, I love that opener. And and I, I I, I
0: think for me, and I will say this, and I I think it's partly intentional because what I do teach is very serious, right? What I teach, people get very serious about it, Mm -hmm. right? Like the things I teach are really understanding the fundamental pieces of your business and finding the blind spots, and we work through stuff, and we work through Mm -hmm. like real business tactics strategy and i find that people get really serious mm-hmm. about these things and yeah. i and so i found, over the years i found i am kind of a goofball in my life anyway but i found that humor is also one of the best ways to break that ice yes and to cut through that sickness and like Yes, we're going to talk about leads. Yes, we're going to talk about sales. Yes, we're going to talk about your numbers. Yes, we're going to write a business vision. And let's, like, make it fun. Absolutely. So it's also intentional that I try to be, like, you can be a successful business owner and, like, not be like some of these coaches that are, like, hard all the time because they're teaching hard tools and hard tactics. And it's like, yes, and you can also, like, know your stuff and be a human and, and be funny. And it's totally okay.
1: Yes, I love that. Leaning into this next question of entrepreneurship, you talk about it being a spiritual journey. Can mm. you elaborate on what that has meant for you and how you've kind of tapped into that energy, I guess, to to move forward in your business?
0: Yeah, I think for me, My experience and my observation of entrepreneurship is that the way that I can describe it is in life, you are programmed and trained to go to school, get an education and get on a certain track, right? You're on a certain track that's expected of you. And it looks a certain way. And if you do everything right in the way that you're supposed to, you get a job and you work your way up that ladder and you work your way up that job and you get promotions and raises and you like have a life and and you do all the things you're supposed to do. And then like, great. Right. And I'm not saying that on that journey, you won't be confronted with yourself or with things because we're all confronted with things. But my experience of entrepreneurship is that to be an entrepreneur means that you actually take a step off that track, that you actually make you make a decision to go, I see you track, I know the track, and I'm going to go walk off this railroad track and into the dirt road and into the wilderness and create my own path. And when anybody is on any journey, and this is scriptural as well, and this is theology and spiritual teachings and the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. When you go out into the desert on your own journey, the thing that you are faced with the most is yourself. Because now you have to face your shortcomings, lean into your strengths, understand yourself. You have to make decisions every day. That's why people say decision fatigue is real. And there is no better place to really... Learn about yourself and who you really are and what you believe and what you value and how you see yourself and how you see the world than on that journey. Because every day you're actually like the numbers and the strategy and the systems you use and, biz, you know, BizDev and lead gen and the, t- the tools you're going to use, like that's all actually really straightforward. But how you choose to walk that walk, how you handle the no's, how you handle the hard days, how you handle the stress of the launch, how you handle things, really what they're teaching you is about you. And a spiritual journey is actually about you and your relationship with you and whatever it is that you believe. So that's why I say that if you've chosen this path, you have chosen a spiritual journey because the thing you will be confronted with the most is yourself. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I've uh, tapped into this world in the last three years, only full-time since the end of June this year. So it's, it's been a learning process. And I think a lot of us, if you don't come from a business background and you're trying to bring your strengths from everything that you have poured your heart and soul into for your better part of your career, into this online space, it is crazy hard. There are some really, you know, days that I'm like, wait a sec, like, why am I doing this? And then Mm. the next day I'm like, oh, my God, like it is a roller coaster of feelings, of emotions, of all the things. And I always said if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. There are so many good things, so many good things. But I recently read or was listening to one of your stories on Instagram where it talked about that lesson from one of your clients following all the things that they needed to follow and still getting the no and i found that story so relatable because it is what you do in that moment it is what you do in those low moments in you know business and life that really is kind of the crossroads of propelling yourself forward learning and growing or sinking into it and i don't want to sink into those days Yeah, But it's hard. It's
0: really, really hard.
1: What are your words of advice for business owners that are out there that are feeling those no's right now?
0: I think that I will use that client and that story as an Mm -hmm. example, but I think this is true for all of us. And it's not a, you might not like this answer right away, but stick with me. Stick with me and feel what I'm going to say. In those moments, For this client, for example, she was like, I did everything right. I was a perfect student. I did everything you said, and I still got the F, right? And I was like, no, you didn't get the F. Because remember, we're on a different, we're off that track now. We're in a different world. We're out in the wilderness. Up is down and down is up. No's aren't necessarily bad, right? Right? And that's the thing of celebrate. Like the thing that's hard for us is to go, yes, amazing. I got a no, which means in this moment, I get to really see who I become and who I step into in this moment. And that to me, I love making my clients a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I really do. But that to me is the person that defined that's the moment that defines you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And like, sure enough, I made that video. I posted it right away. I sent it to her and I said, you inspired, <laughs> you inspired my reel today. And she was like, thank you. You know, I, I needed that reminder and here's what I did. I went and did XYZ and I created a way to create a yes and it worked and she was super excited about it but it was because I was like, this is your moment. This is a moment to celebrate. This is where you get to either go, okay, amazing, not the right client, not the right market, not the right product. In those moments, the reason it's a spiritual journey is because in that moment, you are at a crossroads. You get to choose whether that data means something about you, and you start to create all this meaning and belief about your self-worth. Or you get to choose to look at that data just as data. And this is something I had been, she's in my more advanced program where we do mindset as well as strategy. So she knew, she was like, oh, right. I got all up in my feelings about it rather than just looking at it like data. And okay, if I'm just looking at it like data, what would I do? And she she spun it around in a really interesting way. So, and I'm not saying that every no gets to be spun around in a really interesting way, but it's just data about your offer, your pricing, your audience, your approach, your marketing. Like, it's just data about all these tools. It doesn't actually mean something about you. Yeah. And and it's the untethering of our self-worth to our business that's part of that journey mm-hmm. that's really valuable. So that's what I would say to that is, like, if you can, just... Don't hate me. Don't hate me. But if you can, celebrate the no and go, ooh, awesome. What is this trying to tell me? What am I trying to see here? What am I learning about myself? What am I learning about my business? Right? Like I experienced something yesterday that was kind of like not a great experience. And I noticed that I was like, that's interesting. That didn't go the way I wanted to. Anyway, I got other stuff to do. And then I took a moment to reflect and go, you've come such a long way. Like I had this moment where I was like, whoa, a year ago, that text message would have like really been disheartening and made me feel a certain type of failure about myself and who I am. But I was like, oh, okay, that really didn't go the way I wanted to, but I got other things to do and I got other pots on the fire and I got things to tend to and I got clients. And I, you know, and, and later in the day, I realized like, you didn't get upset about that thing that could have been really upsetting. Good job. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the more that you build that muscle, the more you get no's and mm-hmm. the more you build that resilience. Yes. And the better business owner you become. Yeah. The better, the better you get at converting leads because you are unbothered by the no. 100%.
1: 100%. I always say no is just feedback. You know, like if I'm asking a question or if I'm sending an email and get a response that I'm not really <laughs> wanting, it's feedback to change and pivot, like you said. So maybe it isn't the right way to frame it, or maybe I need to look at it a little differently and and really just kind of sit in that for a little bit and allow myself to sit in it, but then expand and go, okay, like I, I've just always been a firm believer that if you can't go in the front door, there's always a back door. Like there's always a way around and that's, the most probably amazing thing about this um, entrepreneurial world that I am discovering is that there's no real set rules and that you can create your own path. And, and I truly believe when you say spiritual journey, it 100% is. I have grown so much in the past three years, as first of all, as a human, but also as like my learning and capacity to do things that I never even thought were possible so i think it's it's different for everyone and that's fantastic but i think understanding and sitting in your feelings for a bit and then growing from that experience is what you need to take from that and just know that you're not alone and that so many of us face those things that's what this that's
0: what this business is yeah and we all face them and yeah no one no one is immune to facing the lows and the nos and the challenges and the doubts and the why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Why am I even doing this? Why am I still doing it? why am I still trying? Like, right? What is the point? Like I was just talking mm-hmm. to a client yesterday who literally was like feeling guilty about having the what is the point question in, in her head. And I was like, everyone <laughs> at some point has asked themselves, what is the point? You're you're not alone.
1: I'm going to let you in on a little secret, private audio feeds. This means you can take the audio from content you've already created and share it with your paying customers. With Hello Audio, you can create private audio feeds in minutes. Check out the show notes for the link or go to helloaudio.fm for more information. Let's turn the conversation into a little bit more about what you do with your clients. So you look at business more from an internal approach. Is that right? And looking at things from that lens, what do entrepreneurs need to do or need to remove from their day-to-day operations, from the experience that you have seen, to become more successful and productive and focused? And on the flip side of that, what do they need to add? Hmm. Because I find that kind of fascinating. Like we kind of get stuck in some of those busy tasks that aren't maybe reaching some of those goals that we're hoping. And then we're, you know, blaming this. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough support. We don't have enough. But what have you seen from your experience working with your clients?
0: Well, I have seen all kinds of things. So I can only, I like to teach via stories and examples and I can only give you the most recent ones because that's what what stays fresh in my brain. But uh, two days ago, a client in my smooth operator program was saying, I really want help hiring a VA because I really want to up-level my Canva game and my graphics game for social. And I was like, okay, cool, why? I was like, So she was really asking everybody in the group and myself, who could we intro to? And I was like, wait a minute, why? Because I really want to, you know, max out my sales for my October launch for this special breathwork workshop that she's giving. I was like, okay, what's your, what's, how many do you need to sell? Right? She was like, minimum 10. I was like, okay, how about you just go get on some phone calls and sell 10? And we do this all the time, right? I need to go build a funnel or build this fancy sales page or do the the bells and the whistles and the hoops and the whatever the thing is. I need my branding to look a certain way. I need this. I need that. I need yeah. this. I need that. How about you just go talk to 20 people? Because out of 20, 10 will most likely buy.
1: Yeah. Simplify instead of overcomplicate.
0: So that is... When you find yours, so if you want to know what to remove, when you find yourself stressing out about something
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: have a little bit of anxiety come up about it, you feel a little feeling in your chest, mm-hmm. right? Stop and go, hmm, what is this feeling in my chest? <laughs> and Why am I feeling this? And what is making me feel this? Oh, mm-hmm. I feel like my Canva graphics aren't good enough. And now I'm trying to figure out how to hire someone and manage someone and do all this extra thing. We're like, oh, I hate my sales page. And so now I'm trying to figure out how to redo my copy on a budget and redo my design. Like, okay, stop, notice that, hear that story that's in your head, and then ask yourself, do I actually even really need that thing to mm-hmm. accomplish the goal? What is the goal? What is my actual goal? And the goal right. can't be more sales. If you don't have a goal, now you have real work to do. And the real work, and this is what I teach people, is like, define your goal. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have a goal, you're just working to work. This is why we exhaust ourselves. Right. Because if you don't have anything that you're working towards, now you're just working to work all the time for this moving target. Yeah. So I would, that's what I would remove is those moments of stress. Ask yourself, can you just remove the thing entirely that's stressing you out? yeah if you're overworked in little admin tasks okay can you remove some are they all necessary if so can we train a very junior va to handle some of them? Mm-hmm. right
1: yeah when you are working with clients and you are goal setting you're looking at those big kind of visions are you looking because i always find this answer interesting and everybody's got a different response and i feel like it really is dependent on like your kind of business outlook for the year but do you look at a bigger picture do you break it down into quarters do you work in certain sprints like how how should an entrepreneur look at that goal setting in their business or is there a right way
0: that's a great question so what i do is i teach people how to think about business which is a little bit different okay so i teach people how business works and how to think about business. I don't teach people one strategy or this is the right strategy. Mm -hmm. So in our pricing module and in our financial goal setting module, the goal has to do with how much you need and you determine that, right? Right. Financially, what do you need to live your life Mm -hmm. and what makes you feel good and makes you enjoy your life. And then we break that down into your offers Right. And how many of each offer is it going to take? I always say, how many licks is it going to take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? This is literally how I teach numbers. Mm -hmm. How many licks is it going to take? That's all we need to know. And then in terms of how you plot out the year, looks different for everyone. Some of my clients are like, you know what? The truth is, I don't really want to work in the summer because my kids are off and it's just too much on me. So Mm -hmm. how do I build a business where I'm really just not trying to sell or market anything in the summer? Okay, so we plot out, we take that bigger goal and the breakdown of how many licks is it going to take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. We take that breakdown and we spread it out on a year's sales plan in the places where they actually want to be working so that they can take summer off. I just had a client plan a three-month maternity leave and plan her whole business around it or just working less or working more. So I actually think that the way you plot out your goals has to reflect the life you want to live mm-hmm. ultimately. Yes. And so that's why it looks different for different people. For everyone.
1: Okay, that totally makes sense. If someone's looking at hiring a fractional COO, first of all, what does that even mean? And what does that look like?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think... I don't think you really need a fractional COO until you're at a certain size. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what's the best way to answer this. But A COO is someone who really takes the work off of the plate of the founder or visionary or CEO who actually also is thinking about that financial plan that we just mentioned thinking about the profitability, the plan, the sales plan, and making sure that we're taking the right action to hit the goals. And a lot of times, so they have a financial mind, a planning mind. They also execute. They know how to execute. And then if you have a team, they help manage and lead the team. So that's my experience as a COO. So it's really the person who's running the company, which totally frees up a CEO to be the face, the visionary, the the mouthpiece, the marketing or if teacher if they're a teacher, you know, whatever it is. A real that's a pretty advanced role and I think that you don't need that until you really have the budget for that. I think there are ways to work around that that type of role if you have a really really great ops Assistant or ops VA, or a team of great ops minded VAs. Like, there's a lot of ways to work around that before you actually need to invest in a COO because that's kind of a pricey. Yeah, role. absolutely.
1: That totally makes sense. Absolutely.
0: Um, so, I, I think it's just a matter of when the junior team has grown to become too much for the CEO to manage. They get an ops director or someone who can start managing all the bits and bobs, right? And I think you can run a team for a really long time at that level. And I'm and I'm saying this as a former fractional COO, so and I love 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 that job and it's really fun. But that was all those companies were had very fast moving visionary founders who mm-hmm. were in the media doing marketing doing content out in the world, really talking about the product and we're not managing the day-to-day of the business at all. Okay. And gotcha. that's when you need a COO.
1: Okay. Lots of things to to sit on and see when you're looking at a bigger vision for your business and how it's operating and where you're at now versus where you want to be maybe even and taking a look at that. So that's good advice.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I I just shared my business vision publicly and I just hired an ops director and I said, What did you think of my vision? And she was like, "Uh, You forgot, you forgot a COO on there or an ops director. Right. As part of your team. And I was like, Oh, you're right. I did. (laughs) Because I'm such a COO naturally that I'm still thinking like I'm going to still be the person managing everything. For sure. And she was like, Yeah, you can't be managing the company you're building and being the face of it and teaching and do, and I was like, you're right. Thank you. So I even missed it because my brain is so wired to be kind of an ops person. And so I I added her (laughs) role on there. I was like, yes, I do want you to be the head of ops someday. Yeah, that would be amazing. So
1: that's so cool. All about the journey for sure. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything that I missed today that you want to capture? Is there a program or offer right now that you're really excited about in your business that you would like to talk about where people can find you and bring more of your knowledge into their world?
0: Oh, great questions. I, so I have a program called Foundations of a Grown-Ass Business, which is where we really cover. You ask me, I focus on the internals of a business. And I say, yes, I focus on, in this foundations course, I focus on teaching you all those fundamental pieces that you must have in place for predictable, stable, consistent revenue in your business. So you can always come find me on the socials, like we talked about. You can find information about that at grownassbusiness.com or you can follow me on Instagram, I guess, which is where I have the most fun, which my handle is I am Don Celia. And I talk about it. It's in the bio, Lincoln bio situation there. And I talk about it and share about it. So that's probably the funnest thing.
1: Perfect. I will make sure those are all added in the show notes for sure. And before I let you go, I love doing a little bit of a speed round to find out a little bit more about who you are and so i'll just get dive into it. So what are you most proud of in your business today
0: from where you started to where you are now? My clients. I'm really really proud of the results they're getting and i'm proud of the leaps and bounds and steps that they're taking in their business and their life and getting for me actually to getting to watch that mm-hmm. is like the best seats in the stadium, you know? Like to get to watch other people come back and go, oh, I did this. Oh, I figured this out. Oh, I got that. No. And then I turned it around. You know, like for me, it's like the most privileged seat in the arena to get to watch that. Absolutely.
1: Is there
0: something in your
1: business that helps you be more focused or more productive? A favorite platform, a favorite strategy that you use that you could share?
0: Yeah. I'm all about simplicity. Like when people ask me like, how do you do this? And how do you do that? I'm always like, my answer is going to be the most basic and simple answer possible. But my favorite tool when I have a lot to get done is I have ever used this. I use a site called Mm brain.fm and they play in like binaural beats mixed in with some kind of melodic. And I just put on my headphones and put that on and they have Timer sprints now, like they have Pomodoro sprints, and you can set a timer. Yeah, so I do that I to focus. get a lot of my focus work done. Yeah, yeah, I love that's that.
1: super cool. That's super super
0: cool. simple. Like that's my favorite tool. <laughs>
1: yeah. And is there something you do personally to clear your head, walk away from that stressful day or that recording that didn't go as well planned, uh, to be able to kind of like reset and and show up for your clients in the best way?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have a pretty consistent morning meditation practice and it's something that I I've, I've been a meditator since I was like 14 and in my mindset work, I was taught a morning practice, so it's kind of all come together. So I have a morning practice that gets me kind of aligned with me, grounded and excited for my day and excited for what I'm doing because, you know, entrepreneurship is hard and scary. Mm -hmm. So I like starting my day like really lit up and excited about what I'm going to do, even if it's just a bunch of focus work. And the other thing that I do that I think is really important is whenever I feel myself getting bogged down or tense in my body or stressed by something, which I think we all do, especially if we're sitting at our computers trying to figure things out, Mm -hmm. I like to notice that moment and I put on some music and just get up and dance around. Because right. I don't always have time. I may, in a busy back-to-back day, I may not have time to go on a walk or go on a workout or go do something else. Mm-hmm. But I will try to break it up with like, okay, fun song, let's go. Funny song, let's change the energy. And I'll put on some like very high beat, fun song or maybe like a song from like the 90s when I was in high school. of kind of takes Love you it. to some different yeah. place. And I just dance around like a crazy person for two or three minutes.
1: And yeah, then I can like, really come back does. to it it really does. Music really does change the feeling and vibe in not only the room, but within yourself. I There's nothing better than going for a drive and, and just turning on one of those favorite songs that just oh, sparks yes. a memory Dra- or yes, takes you back somewhere. Your drive, is great. Reminds yeah. you of summer, you know, like that yeah, summer yeah, that yeah. was so fun. So yeah, I love that. And I think that's good for people to hear and recognize that uh, you're not alone, alone on this journey. And we're all dealing with these things in different ways. But to take some of that wisdom that you just shared today and to uh, try to implement some of those little things that will could potentially make the biggest difference in in your day and in your work day. So
0: I appreciate that so much. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope people try it on and see if it helps them. Absolutely.
1: Thank you again. I'm so glad that our paths have crossed. And I hope people reach out and check out all the goodness that uh, you have to offer because I think there's only bigger and crazier things out there that are just up and coming. And I can't wait to watch your journey grow.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. This was such a pleasure.
1: Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much until next time.